What's this? Right. What? Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. How the hell are they making a third episode? Won't someone please tell them to stop? Okay, well it says here that on this week's episode they're going to waffle on about the never-ending dribble of a driving game, Forza. Get a real car, you nerds! Apparently, Dan has listened to a new album from ABBA? More bloody ABBA? Those Swedish so-called pop stars are back! Oh, you remember? They won Eurovision way back in the day. Well, we left Europe and they're still here trying to make us listen to their bloody music! Is this the Brexit that you voted for? Sort it out, Boris! Another pointless quiz. Oh, give me strength. They'll probably wank on about more TV bullshit later in the episode. Ooh, and apparently there's another guest interview lined up. Can't be any worse than the last bloody episode. And some drivel about toxic fandom. Maybe they'll get to that. Who knows? Saying that, that might be one thing I could get behind. Roll the bloody intro theme! Oh, well, he sounded really pissed off. I am not sure that getting that voiceover company in to help us with the intros was such a good idea after all, to be honest. No, I quite agree. He's definitely given off the wrong vibe of our happily family orientated podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just we need to dial down the rage, I think, on the, on the next one. <laughs> uh, hopefully we haven't paid them. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford anything. No. <laughs> we pay them in good wishes and exposure. <laughs> so what he neglected to say was that we may have another interview unless you're going to let me down as well mark do you know i've been working for ages on this one lots of emails via uh, the the person's publicist it's taken a few weeks but finally here and it gives me great pleasure to finally be able to introduce our interview this week it's the winner of the latest international mime championship, Donovan Galahad. Donovan, welcome to the show. You must be really proud of your win. Bollocks. Okay, let's move on. You didn't think that one through? No. Yeah, no. Mime on said it'd be good. Yep. He just I mean, sits there. You can see Simon. how he won the prize. You can see how he won the prize. Because that was some top quality miming just there. Oh, God. Right. Okay. Well, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's let's talk yeah. about the fact that we've come back again. Yes. I mean, still, amazingly, no one's telling us to stop. And at the time of us sitting down to actually get on with this, we hit 100 downloads across the three episodes. We did. Um, which is, I, I, when when we started this, to be perfectly honest, I had absolutely no expectations. I had no idea what, what would be a, a good start or a, a slow start. But, you know, three episodes in, we're, we're over 100 downloads in total. Interestingly, the, the early episodes are still getting downloads as well, which is encouraging. So that, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, please, you know, share, like, subscribe, send the link to two or three friends. If, if everyone could do that and, and one of those two or three friends also downloads, fantastic. We'll sponsored by Squarespace in no time. Absolutely. Can't wait. I've got the script ready and everything. <clears throat> so what's been going on this week? What have you, Anything you've been listening to or watching this week? So a few things. So a few mm -hmm. new 
TV has come out, so I'll, I'll start on that second, because mm-hmm. that's the logical way of doing things. Tell you about the thing, and I'll come back to the thing. I did mention in the last uh, episode that I was going to subject myself to some music I don't usually listen to. Oh, yes. I lied. I've always listened to ABBA, and I finally realised that, yes, ABBA Voyage is now out and ready to get in your ear holes. So ABBA have finally reunited... Reunited, have the song goes, mm. which isn't theirs either. It's just a fun. We're gonna have to cut that because of Mark royalties. to cut out, and he does the edit. <laughs> so Voyage, so Abra have finally got back together and reunited mm. properly, not just for you know PR nonsense for Mamma Mia. They've actually mm-hmm. got back together, and mm-hmm. aside from the live show in quotes they're putting on in London from next year for they say seven years they have released their ninth studio album mm-hmm. it's entitled voyage and do you know i've been quite looking forward to it mm-hmm. and i happened to have a nice long car ride the other day so i thought you know what i'm gonna put it on mm-hmm. 37 minutes half of that i'm not gonna get back the other half mm. i quite enjoyed okay so I've not listened to it. Kind of, obviously, everyone knows ABBA, and there's, there's, everyone's got their favourite songs, and, and they're, they're, they're kind of fine, inoffensive, and all that business. I won't class myself as a huge fan. I've not listened to the album yet. I'm sure I will do at some point. But the reviews have definitely been, let's say, mixed. Would be putting it generously. And, and mine can be added to that purely because mm. I thought it was going to be quite, quite, quite ABBA. You know, that sounds really silly, mm. but yeah. pardon me. I've, I've... <laughs> leaving that one in <laughs> and mine can be added to that only because I thought it was going to be white ABBA in the sense of you know full of full of synth but this isn't the 70s anymore you know no no and there's a few songs on there that are quintessential ABBA tunes and some of them are quite quite slowed down and almost ballady okay not not the pop icon iconic songs that you know it's it, it's good it's nice to hear music from a band that turned down a billion dollars to ever form again yeah and i, w- I wonder that then was what... 20 but that was 21 years ago i wonder what's cha- other than time i wonder what's changed their mind because they're, they're clearly going to be earning royalties from the previous music till the end of time and they're not short of money bad. yeah it's got what a place to be so that that can't be Money can't be the reason. Well, it goes deeper than that, mind, because, like you say, I wonder what's changed. And it, but it's unfortunate that Agnetha and Annie Freed don't want to be part of any of the PR at all. It's just um, Bjorn and Benny. And even when they open the oh. the, the live hologram show next year, they the, mm. the, the ladies have said that they, they don't want to be a part of it, which is a shame because mm. it, that really does sound like we'll never get an actual ABBA show again. It's just going to be this... VR thing that, that can tour for decades after they've gone. Like I say, it's it's worth a listen. If you're a diehard ABBA fan, you'll probably just be grateful that they're doing new music. It's a bit yeah. like Lizzie Osborne, you know, from the metal community. Oh, he's done another album. It's the same nonsense, but you're just glad At he's still putting out something. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, eh, go listen to it. It it was okay. Another another point to bring out about the album is that there's some demo stuff that has now been fully studioed, if you like, to make it to the album. So okay. it has been in the works for a very long time, and I'm not calling myself a, a musician, but I can play instruments, and I understand that if you're a professional musician and you have music in your head, you, you just get it out, because mm. you never know when it's going to come in handy, and I feel that has happened with this album. But again, it seems to be on the way to a number one, and it'll be... Well, it, that, I think that would be a given anyway, wouldn't it? 
You may notice a slight change in audio quality. We did have some technical difficulties recording this episode, but normal business will now resume. With the new album, ABBA Voyage, they are now going to be doing a live show to begin Mm. in May 2022 in uh, London, and they're Mm. not going to be there. They're going to be avatars. That explains the like the motion capture suit things that I've seen on the on all the pictures. Then. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But yeah, tickets are on sale for that now. We've not been invited. <laughs> There's a surprise. <laughs> Didn't want to go anyway. That's no, fine. <laughs> I looked at it. It's relatively inexpensive for a show, but again, it's it's got a live band, but they're not there. Yeah, I think if I was if I was travelling, you know, down south or or anywhere really to see a live show. I'd want to see the people who aren't, are actually singing the songs. Otherwise, I'd just go to an ABBA tribute band at a working men's club. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? What, why go to a concert and pay whatever it might be in accommodation and travel if if they're not even going to be there? You're not you're not wrong there at all. Mm-hmm. Even you... if it's cheap, I'd still. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'd still, you know, I'd still expect them to turn up. It might yeah. it might be nice. Have you been listening to any new records in the last... I haven't, no. I've been spending most of the last few days playing Forza Horizon 5 on Xbox, which has just been released as we record this. It came out on the 5th of November for people who pre-ordered the game and on the 9th for everyone else. As a fantastic incentive, if, if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's available on there, included in monthly subscription. Which at launch, is it? They, they, at launch, yeah. yeah. Microsoft is the standard really edition. now. No, it, it, it's... I, I, I love Xbox Game Pass as a, as a deal, but the fact that a game like this... It, game Pass is great in, in that it gets you a lot of older catalogue games. Sure. But for such a high-profile like first-party big title to, to hit on day one doesn't happen very often so the fact you can grab the game for essentially free you know is a is a hell of a deal um mm. so forza is is the kind of microsoft's xbox exclusive racing franchise there's kind of two strands there's forza motorsport which is fairly unforgiving and, and quite difficult. It's very much aimed at the professional sim races of the world, oh, yeah. isn't it? I remember Forza Motorsport 1 or 2, I think, at the time I had my 360, and you could sort of get by on that, but as they've got more and more advanced, I, I started playing it going, this isn't a game. No, no. I it's, can't it's, do this. It is a challenge. <laughs> like you say, um, unforgiving is exactly it, the right way to describe that bloody yeah, game. Yeah. Whereas Forza Horizon is more kind of arcadey, free roaming. Forza Motorsport, as the name suggests, sticks to you know racetracks, street racing, things like that. Whereas Horizon kind of goes off. Each each game is set in a different country. So this this one is in in Mexico. Previously, they've been in uh, Scotland, Australia, and so on. So you get a huge variety of different tracks you know kind of jungle stuff desert stuff off-road street racing loads of different cars you know four by fours and all that kind of thing it's just great fun it's really great fun now Um, i know you have an xbox series x yes how does it look on on your setup which as we've spoken about in the past is is not an entry level setup by any means but no. compared to the as you said you've, you're a fan of the series how does mm. it look in comparison to, to three or four for example in comparison to four i'd say it's a relatively minor visual 
upgrade. It's the, the, it's it's one of those ones where you you know it looks better. You just can't quite put your finger on it. Is, is the best way I can describe it. For Series X and I think for Series S as well, there's there's basically a couple of options. There's there's quality mode, which is locked at 30 frames a second, but has all the visual tweaks dialed up full so it looks incredible the kind of shadows reflections draw distance detail etc up to the max and it's locked at 30 frames a second and it's rock solid stable and even at 30 frames a second it's extremely smooth that's the setting i have it on the other option is the performance option which is uh, slightly lower fine detail and whatnot things are dialed down a little bit visually but it runs at a locked 60 frames a second so even smoother so you can kind of take your pick really in terms of what your preference is that's pretty cool it is it is so it looks better than four it looks a lot better than three obviously as the generations go back this it's just the little things just little obviously finer detail the the, the models are more detailed the cars etc things like you know blades you know blades of grass individual pebbles and whatnot kind of flying around that's really it is now as yeah i've i've got a series x which is the top of the range machine but from the reviews i've read online it scales very well down through the old generations because that's that's why i'm asking because as mm. i haven't upgraded to the newest gen yeah. However, yeah, Horizon has been my Forza of choice because I, I'm not into the uber realistic racing. I want to tinker. Yeah. I want to have a yeah, bit of fun. I, I don't want to get stressed out playing a game. That, that's not what no, I'm for. That's it. that's it. So, from what I've read, it scales very well. So, okay. obviously, it, it will download the appropriate textures and whatnot for for the machine you're on so if you're on an s or an s series machine it'll download like the the ultra high quality but what do they call them texture packs (sighs) yeah the textures and the kind of models and and all that kind of thing and then for the for the one x or the one s it will it will go for the next one down and so on so apparently you know it plays very well across all generations and it's kind of very finely tuned and scalable to those different machines so everyone so everyone playing on their console of choice will get the best possible experience for that console. And obviously, if you if you buy the game as a as a One X owner, and then upgrade to get a one uh, to get a Series X, it, it will re-download the game to the Series X with all the top quality texture packs and and everything. So I like where Microsoft upgrade, are going with this. I really the, do. The, yeah, the the kind of backwards compatibility thing that they've got now is is just from a user perspective, it's pretty seamless to be honest, you know. But the, I can't imagine that the kind of work that goes on in the background that where if you've got which you know not only can it play you know games from right back to the original Xbox, which is not now twenty years old, but depending on which model you have now it will download the right version for, or the optimal version for your machine. But also, it's it's if you think about it, it's a loss of revenue for them because, so if you've bought it for the the older gen console, which is not the, you know, grade uh, AAA console they want you to play it on. Let's think about GTA Five and how many releases that had. You know, that came out first on the 360. Mm-hmm. Then it came out for, I think, 
whatever the next gen was, and then it came out for PC, and now it's been remastered, and you mm. have to buy it, you know, fifty odd quid each time. Mm-hmm. Microsoft aren't doing that with their titles, which is brave. Yeah. But at the same time, with Game Pass, they know they're going to get a steady what, maybe fifteen quid a month off a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. And Game Pass Pass Ultimate is phenomenal if you tie it in with gaming a gaming PC. Yeah. I had it for a while and I was blown away that what I could play on my computer versus my Xbox. Mm. But I digress. No, no, you're right though. The 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 kind of clearly risking that the they'll lose some I guess it's the thing of they might lose some initial revenue because they're not having that fifty quid every time you buy a new machine, you have to rebuy the same game again. You just sign into your new Xbox and it will just re-download everything you've got on the old one, right? And you get a free graphical upgrade for the game, etc. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. But what that does is, that makes the console more attractive to buyers. That then locks them in for the long term. Yeah. I've already bought this game. game Why should I upgrade? Well, because you'll get it again, but better. Okay, fair enough. That's it. You get a free visual upgrade, you know, and it'll it'll match the console's capabilities. If you can so get it. So they're playing in the long stock. game there. Uh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think I think they're playing the long game. I think then they're doing a really good job of it. So that, but yes, that's what that's what I've been up to this week. Because of that, I've not really been watching any TV or anything. So what what's going on in the telly world? So I had a very busy weekend catching up on What We Do in the Shadows Series 3, which Mm -hmm. I'd completely forgotten had come out. And thankfully, because the BBC is awesome, pay your licence fee, kids, they released it all on iPlayer. Uh, Right, brilliant. So there's, what, 10 episodes at 20 minutes a pop, and yeah, it didn't last very long. It's just, if you're a fan of the original film by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, this is Mm. just that and then some. If you've never watched it, just do yourself a favour and go watch it. Even if you haven't seen the original film, because the series is just bloody hilarious. It's a mockumentary following a group of vampires living in in New York. It stars Matt Berry, Kyvan Novak and Natasia Dimitriou, whose brother is Stath in Stath Let's Flats. Just if you Oh, Jeremy Dimitriou, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just brilliant. It's mm. it's so tongue in cheek, a very British comedy, even though it's made for America, written and directed by mostly New Zealand folk, but Taika and Jermaine brought it to telly. Yes. This series didn't really follow much more much of the main arc of the story. They just had, to me, it had a bit more fun. Okay. Won't give any spoilers away, but it's just, it was just a good laugh. Okay. I love the original film, and I've seen a few episodes of the TV show, which Again, I love. It's just one of those ones where there's, there's so many shows to watch. It, it, it's just the, on the back burner list right now. But yeah. I do. And I thought Matt Berry kills me every time. I think he's fantastic. So it's definitely one I'm going to watch. And have you also seen the spin-off, uh, Wellington Paranormal? It's funny you should mention that because I was going to suggest that I was going to say that our listeners don't watch that. I tried. Mm. to get into it, and okay. I really struggled. Okay. I, I gave it, I think, the first series. 
Right. And it had some funny parts, okay. but I don't think I've got to the point where it, it took off, if that makes sense. No, that's it, right. I, it wasn't for me. I, I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's it, it's When you compare it to what we do in the shadows, it's some big shoes to fill. So, Like I say, they're, they're relatively short, but they are mm. well worth the investment. And this, mm-hmm. this series, some of the gags in it are just... I was oh, I was crying. So good. Okay. So good. I need to catch up on it then, clearly. But yeah, I am going to do that at some point because it, it is a film and a, and a show that I do enjoy. So I'll definitely get up with that one. And the other series that came back for a new season was mm. the Netflix adult animated comedy Big Mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus wept. I thought they couldn't go any weirder. And they <laughs> did. And again, that's that didn't last particularly long. But, oh, Christ. This is a series that should stop but you're always going to be dragged back into it. Do you think, what the hell could they do now? Yeah. I've seen the first couple of seasons, and, yeah, it, it's weird. I mean, it's funny. It is funny. And some of the stuff is kind of very... You think, it's it's it, it, it's a cartoon show kind of voiced by adults, but about a group of kids, right? Basically and kids going through puberty. And, that's it. And the problems that they face, and they've all got monsters that help them through life and that's it they the don't sh- monsters. the sad thing is they don't shy away from any of the problems you might have as a teenager growing mm-hmm. up and it's very graphic it's all animated it, and it's horrible yeah. and you watch anything and thank fuck it's animated because well, we'd, we'd all be on lists away with this in live action <laughs> i'm amazed that netflix make it to be quite honest with you but mm-hmm. i was i was saying i was saying to my other half that i feel that it, big mouth is what south park Wanted to be, and then forgot. For, you know, Net- South Park has forgotten what it started to be. Now, okay. in my opinion, uh, I don't. Okay. I think okay. South Park's lost its edge. Whereas Big Mouth, five series in, maybe what twenty odd episodes, mm. it's still fresh and it's still. Oh, this is so wrong, so wrong. Okay, I think I think maybe the thing with South Park is they over the years have changed that show into a vehicle for them to discuss things. You know, okay, kind of, I see. It, it ha- South Park has, ha- I mean? did become quite relevant to the to the the political and news world, maybe in you know modern. Yeah. Mo- what's the word? Pop- the, the current, popular culture, current funny events. enough. Current but, events. Yeah. That's the words. So I, I think they kind of started out as a shocking. They didn't even start out as a shocking thing, but they, when they started out, they were perceived as this shocking program about about kids, and then they kind of started sneaking in these kind of social commentary kind of things. Like there was there was an episode, it's an old one now, but where all the characters were getting really excited because there was a, a high profile network cop show where they were going to say the word shit on it, <laughs> right? And I think it was based on some real world controversy about I think it was like NYPD Blue or something like that, one of the big network shows. And it was one of the first network shows to have swearing on it. Okay, so so South Park kind of took the piss out of all the hysteria around yeah. that, right? And of and you know they've covered obviously religion where they've got into trouble around that. The last few years with Trump, they've they've really gone to town on that. They've had the last couple of specials about you know the pandemic and things. So I think they, I think they've always wanted to be able to get those kind of things into it. Okay. Whereas they've always wanted to have like use this quote unquote childish, immature, rude cartoon about the kids as a vehicle 
to say things about what in society, right? Whereas I think Big Mouth just wants to be rude, weird, and funny. And I am here for it. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I hate, mean, I hate myself for admitting it, but it is, it is no, funny yeah. as hell. This and one... it's not a criticism of either show, because I really enjoy Big Mouth, and I love South Park. Oh, and I'll slag off South Park. That's the hill I'll die on. Don't worry. <laughs> it was funny in the so... early 2000s, but now, fuck, no. <laughs> so... But yeah, no, I see what you mean. I, I, I yes, but I thought, no, okay, I'll, I will catch up with Big Mouth. I've got a couple of seasons to catch up on, I think. But I'm glad it's still going, because Netflix have this habit, don't they, of giving a show two or three seasons and then just canning it. Yeah, with for, no explanation no, and no closure. For no apparent, that's it. Whereas they let, like BoJack Horseman, right? Yes. Fantastic show, and that went to some dark places. And again, that touched on you know depression and addiction and all that kind of thing in a way that you wouldn't expect it to. But they let yeah. they let it kind of tell its story. It didn't feel like the ending was rushed. They kind of allowed it to go on for as long as it needed to go on. So Netflix are weird like that, where they'll give a show that you maybe wouldn't expect them to a kind of a long run to tell its story. And yet another one that you think, this must be really popular, like the OA, right? There was a big a couple of years ago. It had this huge following, a big kind of debut. It was one season and that was it. How dare they? I, but, but do you know what I mean? It, the, the, oh yeah, it it's odd. ridiculous. It is odd some of their decisions. You know, we as, as viewers and consumers will invest literally days of our lives plumbing... Mm-hmm their nonsense into our eye holes and ear holes and mm. you know we get invested in these characters and the stories and the worlds that these people you know build for our pleasure mm. and it's heartbreaking when you don't get that closure like i i never watched it but firefly always comes to mind because i see it get yeah, taken the piss yeah. out of all the time that never got closure and then they made serenity and that was part of it i think i don't know i didn't yeah. watch it it was yeah yeah that and kind then, of finished things off yeah you know you look at lost People loved the show, and then when it ended, they went, "That was rubbish! What a waste of time that was." Dexter, you know, not they... if they had any taste, they didn't, because nah. Lost remains one of the best TV shows ever. Made. Oh, it's Alien Three all over again, isn't it? Have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think some shows don't get the chance to kind of. I, I miss my tell point. The story they need to tell. My point. My point was, we invest in all these characters and stories. La 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 la. And Netflix go, mm. no, we say it's enough. Have enough. When then mm. and then my point was going to be there are these shows that have the time and still balls it up. No, yeah, no, some definitely do, some definitely do. But it's good to see that Big Mouth's still going. That, that's good to see. For now, for now, for now. Okay, so that's what's been kind of happening this week in our viewing and listening world. So just a, a quick catch up here on on our feature, now a new regular feature. I've heard this feature um, is really popular. I, I think so, I think so. It's the feature, has Dan seen Die Hard yet? So, Dan, have you seen Die Hard yet? I'm going to do a run-up for this one. Go on. Oh. No. Okay, right, let's move on. So, now our second most popular feature, the movie quote quiz. Roll the jingle! Jingle jangle. <laughs> <laughs> Versus Mark. It's Dan versus Mark. Quiz part three B 
because uh, we're, we're, we're drawing at the moment. So the quiz is nice and easy if you've just jumped in at episode three, which is, again, weird. But I'm going to put quotes to Mark from films. He's got to guess the film. He'll retort. I'll get them all wrong. And I'll go have a cry about it later. <laughs> to be fair, the first one was very much like that. Yeah. The, the, certainly last week, you had a, a really good comeback last week. I thought um, so. We're allowing you, clues now, which is fun. We are. We let we. The clues are there. The clues are there. So you you got I think most of yours last week, and I actually got some wrong. So we we kind of even score. Game. It's anyone's game. And at the end anyone's of the series game. of podcasts, we'll announce a winner, and they'll get a pat on the back. I don't know. That's it. <laughs> okay, I'll start. All right, go for it. Quote number one. Damn it, man! I'm a doctor, not a torpedo technician. Well, it's got to be Star Trek. It's been quite a few of the years. Star Trek. Is it one of the films? It's a movie quote quiz. Oh, oh yeah, classic. Okay, <laughs> Star Trek Two. No, no. Wait before you before you submit your final answer. What is the title of Star Trek Two? I'm changing my answer though. Go for it. Don't take my help. Do what you want. Star Trek Into Darkness. That is Star Trek 2, though. But yes, you got that correct. Well, I meant Star Trek. The original one, I meant Wrath of Khan, Star Trek 2. Oh. But then... Well done. Into Darkness. Okay. Well done. Okay. Okay, my turn. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Oh, that would be the fantastic airplane. It is. Started strong. Started strong. (laughs) What a film. Okay, here's number two for you. No wonder this circuit failed. It says made in Japan. Hmm. I'm going to need a clue on this one. Okay, it's part of a trilogy. Is this Star Trek Into Darkness again? <laughs> no, it's not. Because that's the kind of thing I'd do. <laughs> one being obscure, yeah. more and more obscure from the same film. Part of a trilogy, okay. Failed. It says made in Japan. Is it a recent trilogy? Well, what what do you class as recent? Five, ten? Last- Ten years? No, not ten years. The trilogy started in the 80s and finished in the 90s. Oh, right, okay. But mainly late 80s. Oh, it's Back to the Future Part 2. Wrong. Back to the Future Part 3. Oh! It's when young Doc is fixing up the DeLorean, I believe, for Marty to go back into the West. And he's in the 50s, and he's like, yes. yeah, 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 shit. In okay. the 50s? Yes, in the 50s. I can't remember yeah, yeah. for a while, but yes, that's like 55, part... wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Part, part three. three. Yeah. <sighs> okay, right. My turn. Number two. Nice beaver. I've got an idea, but I don't think it's right. Go on. Ah, oh, because I think it's a gopher. I thought a caddyshack. Oh, no, it's... Do you want another clue? I'll have a clue. You've had a, you've had a clue. Related to the first quote. What, your first quote or my first quote? My first quote. So that was Airplane. Hmm. Which was a parody film. Oh, I can see how... Mm. Is it Naked Gun? Yes. Okay, I went Leslie Nielsen. Yep. On that one. <laughs> but it's also the same writers and director and all I, that as well. Yeah, they same people. took the piss out of everything in the end. They did, they did. Go on then, Yogo, number three. Number three. 
if you if you don't get this one, I'd be really surprised. It's 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 obscure, <laughs> but it's one of the most famous films ever. Okay, go on. If my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking scary questions. Is it one of the most famous films ever? It's by one of the most famous directors ever. Oh, Spielberg. I mean, how many clues would you like? No. Another one? <laughs> it's not Spielberg, no. Clearly more clues than you've already given me. So come on, <laughs> give, us a, give us another one. All right. It's delivered by Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. And don't just start listing his films. No. Okay. So it's a Tarantino film. Okay. So we've narrowed it down to at least nine. Yeah. Of which Sam's in probably, what, seven of them? The Hateful Eight. Oh, no! That would have been Jules, Pulp Fiction. Really? Really? Oh, my God. I thought you were going to get that. As soon as you said Tarantino, I thought, here we go, here we go. Well, I thought, no, because that's the obvious answer. But it's a long time since I've watched Pulp Fiction. You forget who's giving the clues, giving the questions... The yeah. one that needs the obvious films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, unlucky. Okay. Unlucky. Yeah. Disappointed, but unlucky. When did Pulp Fiction come out? 94. 93, 94. Okay. Okay. Right. My number three. I'm not the first guy who fell in love with a woman that he met at a restaurant who turned out to be the daughter of a kidnapped scientist only to lose her to her childhood lover who she last saw on a deserted island who then turned out 15 years later to be the leader of the French underground. <laughs> I mean, just 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 for getting that out in one go, and that's probably peak to hell on the audio. But fair cop, can I have it again, please? Yeah, sure. No, I'm kidding. I have to have a clue on that from the off. I've not I've not got a Scooby. Related to my first two quotes. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> you can't have themes of quotes. I'm sorry, that's just bollocks. I don't believe I saw that written down in the rules anywhere. We should have written some cocking rules. Right. (laughs) Uh, Naked Gun two and a half? No. I haven't got a clue. The only other thing I could think of is Hot Shots. Oh, oh, yeah. That's one that not everyone remembers. Good film. No, it was Top Secret. Never, Never heard of it, unfortunately. You should really check it out. It's as good as Airplane. Oh, interesting. And same team, same team again, and it's brilliant. Is brilliant. the premise James Bond, Mickey Take kind of thing? It's kind of an American musician played by Val Kilmer is in Nazi occupied France. It's like a war thing. It's just, as with all of these, it kind of throws in bits of every genre, but it's like a World War Two spoof. Then with bits of like the Elvis rock and roll films oh, kind cool. of thrown in and all that. It's very, very funny. Okay, I'll, I'll, the, I'll make sure to yeah. check that out. Okay, right, you go, go on. Oh man, Midnight, Baseball Bats and Boogeymen, beautiful. Hmm, I'm going to need another clue on this one. Okay, so let's let's think about a range of clues you could possibly have. You can have the actor that uh, delivered said line. You mm. could have the genre. Or you can have the studio. Let's go with the studio. The studio would be New Line Cinema. Nightmare on Elm Street? It is. Fair oh. play. Oh, okay. Which that was uh, a guess. That was a guess, but okay. okay after cool, watching cool. the movies that made us on Netflix, 
I found uh, out yes. that A Nightmare on Elm Street basically born New Line Cinema, I believe, and you can fact check that when you edit this. No, it was it was it was known for a long time as the studio that Freddie built. Correct, Amundo, uh, and what yep. lightful studio it became. Indeed, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, here's my number four. Where does he get those wonderful toys? I don't know if you've pulled last week and the week before, or it's still related to. Oh no, this is nothing. Nothing to do with the others. So it's not Die Hard, or and it's nothing no. to do with Plane and those parody films. No. Nope. No, no. By saying it's not Die Hard, it's not related to any of the sequels either, right? <laughs> no. Good, no. right. I'm glad we've moved on from that joke. Where does he get his toys? Where does he get those wonderful toys? Where does he get those wonderful toys? I don't know at all, so I'll have to have a clue, please. Superhero movie. Big Ooh. superhero movie. Well, the biggest superhero movie has got to be Superman. But... Uh... No, I guess I it's not Superman. The, I didn't say the biggest, I just said a big superhero movie. Ah, yeah, I know, but I'm thinking of big superhero movies, and Superman okay. is a big superhero. It it's is, just... undeniably. Okay, can I have DC or Marvel, please? DC. Ooh-wee. So we're narrowing it down quite a lot there, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, but I could say Superman, <laughs> Superman, and Superman. that's still ten films. I, I, I haven't got a foggiest. Batman... Which bloody one? Tim Burton, first one, Batman, where he Batman rescues Vicky Vale from the art gallery from or the museum, and he slides through and you know goes down the the zipline mm. cable, mm-hmm. and Joker goes, where does he get those wonderful toys? Ah, that's a very famous film I've seen once, maybe over a Christmas period. <sighs> Your turn, number five. My list is growing very long of films I have to watch now. Yes, yes. Go on, number five. Much like your quote in the first movie quiz we did, this is two people talking. Okay. So character one. This is either madness or brilliance. In which character two replies, it's remarkable how often those two traits coincide. So the quote as a whole. Mm. This is either madness or brilliance. It's remarkable how often those two traits coincide. I'm going to have to go for another clue here. You've got some good ones this week. Okay, so this is, in by stretch of modern films, now quite old. So this is, yeah, probably nearing 20 years old. Mm-hmm. It's gone on to be a huge franchise for the studio that made it. And it's one more clue if you can't get it from any of that. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not going to tell you until you ask me for it. But, you know. A huge franchise, as in massively successful or just like long running? I mean, I'd go a bit of both. It's probably not as profitable as it once was, but it did make a lot of money for the studio. Go on, give us one more clue. Common misconception. People think the ride was based on this film. What ride? Egg. There's a there's a ride with the same. There's a ride with the same name. Well, there could be. Take what you want from it, mate. Oh Christ! Uh, Guess the theme park fan amongst us, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we've think we've found that. You're not having any more clues. You're not getting the point if you can't get it. Honestly, don't know. Don't know. You sure you don't want to hazard a guess? Think think of the theme parks in this world that might be tied to a giant multi 
billion dollar studio that might have had a franchise that made them lots of money back in the day and has slowly pitted off the the world. It's a ride based on it. I know as soon as you say it, I'm just going to go, oh, but I don't know. I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Christ, yes. So, fun fact, when I was in the Magic Kingdom recently, and by recently, a couple of years ago, mm. we were in the queue, and this mum turned round to the, to their kid and said, ah, oh, yes, this is the ride they built after the films came out, and me, me and my wife oh. looked at each other, and even she went, <laughs> this has been here since, what, the 70s? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want... I, I don't like correcting people in public, but I nearly went and went, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think I'd have been able to keep my mouth shut on that it, one. It got retrofitted with all the, with I say with all, two Johnny Depp bits in it. Oh, it, yes. Yeah. They did update it, yeah. yeah and which it's only the more recent Pirates of the Caribbean rides, I think in Shanghai and Beijing, that is basically built around the the Johnny Depp saga. So it's, oh, okay. it's got the okay. Flying Dutchman and all that jazz. But the one in Orlando... And I think the one in Los Angeles just has a few Johnny Depp animatronics. Right. Okay. Anyway, gone off piece anyway. there. Let's calculate <coughs> those scores. Uh, excuse me, there's one left for me. Oh, I thought I was no, going to win one. it anyway, but okay. Last one. I can't count. I forgot who went first. His segments were going on for 20 <laughs> minutes. He won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Oh, see, I played my diehard card too early, thinking you'd finished. Because you don't learn, that's Die Hard. Yeah. Ah, so you don't learn! <laughs> Easy point! Easy point! <laughs> right, let's count up those scores. How'd I get on? You got the first one, easily. You got Naked Gun with a good guess. You didn't get the third one. You didn't get the fourth one. You did get Die Hard. So you got, you got three. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to give you Star Trek Into Darkness. Fair play. That was quite good. Mm-hmm. I can't give you Back to the Future. Certainly no. can't give you Pulp Fiction because they're about no. 20 years apart. Yep. Nightmare on Elm Street. Very good effort. Oh, yeah. Yep. Can't give you the last one either after all those clues. So <laughs> <laughs> You're the winner this week. Yes. Let's just say it again. Just say it one more time. You're the winner this week. One more time. You're the winner. Oh, this is, it's a beautiful day. But it's only this week. beautiful day. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> well, that was the last time we're going to play the movie quote quiz game. <laughs> For now. We'll see. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so, a, a, a quick a couple of things that's been going kind of going on this week. Uh, a couple of things I want to kind of go through, and then I'll hand over to you. But Rogue Squadron, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars film, has been delayed. I saw. They cited a reason as to why. I, they didn't initially, but I think it's, it's it seems like it's scheduling conflicts, especially given that also this week it's been announced that Linda Carter is is joined the cast of Wonder Woman three. It so she's would about suggest, very busy. so it looks just like the the Patty Jenkins is, has kind of got two films juggling in terms of script and and pre production and so on and. It seems like Wonder Woman is ready to go first. The release date for Rogue Squadron, which was December 2023, that hasn't changed yet. But obviously it could do. It was due to go into production next year, but it's on hold for now. So Sticking so we'll with see. the start... Go on, sorry. Go on, yeah. yeah. 
So sticking with the Star Wars universe, now I haven't really looked into this because why why would I? I don't run a podcast or anything. A friend told me that we could see Kenobi trailer dropping on Disney Day. I've I've heard that as well. Uh, Interesting. And I, think I think they're probably right. I think we'll probably get that. Maybe a bit of a sneak of Mandalorian Season 3. Maybe another trailer for Boba Fett. I see. I was about to say... Oh, the Book of Boba Fett trailer. But that's the third trailer. I couldn't remember looking at trailers yesterday. Yeah. So I've seen the Afterlife trailer. Amazing. And I mm-hmm. saw the other one we spoke about. I can't remember what it was. Me neither. <laughs> Stranger Things. That's the bugger. Right, right. Book of Boba Fett. I shall watch that later. Yes. But so yes. I think I think you're probably right. Or your friend is probably right. I think I'm sure we'll see something. Oh, and there's, there's Andor as well. The, the Cassian Andor Rogue One. I reckon we could get show. a snippet of that because I think that's coming out after Kenobi, isn't it? It is, but I think they are filming it already, aren't they? So I think there'll be something to show of that. So yeah, we we could get quite a few as long as Star Warsy bits. As long as Mister McGregor turns up and just goes, "Hello there," I Hello. will be very happy. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be stood yes. there with my Force FX or whatever they're called, the black FX lightsaber that I have downstairs. Oh my god, I will be stuck Because you're there. a massive fucking nerd. It was a anniversary gift. I, I came all the way from excuses. China. Don't want excuses. Oh, I, I, there was no chance I was going to spend that amount of money on a, a light-up torch, but somebody <laughs> else buying it for me, crack on. <laughs> so one of the other things that just kind of came, I think, yesterday was news, and I think... It was possibly slightly misreported initially in the headlines, but news that Weta Digital, which is Peter Jackson's digital effects company, is being sold, bought by Unity, which is a, a video game software company. So, okay, I, 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 initially that was like, oh my god, they're, they're kind of because they're, they're buying Weta Digital because there's obviously there's, there's Weta Workshop who deal with the physical effects, makeup, costumes, miniatures, and so on, and then there's there's Weta Digital who, who do the special effects, uh, the, the digital effects. <clears throat> and the kind of big thing was, oh my God, what's going to happen to, to, to that now? They're being bought by a game software company. But I, I did a bit more reading into it and, it, and it appears that the Weta Digital is is not the whole company is being bought by Unity. They're buying the technology side of it, so the tooling and, 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 and so on. That will be known as Weta Digital as a kind of subsidiary of Unity. The special effects part, the, the the part that works on the film visual effects, isn't part of that sale, and they will carry on as as they are now, and they'll just be called Weta FX. But it seems like this might be a, a kind of a Unity using this technology as a, as a kind of maybe a bit of a challenger to Unreal Engine. Because obviously they they've come along in leaps and bounds, like the Mandalorian and, and all the other stuff recently, with these virtual sets and the big you know the big LED screens and whatnot. So it seems like Unity want to make a lot of Weta's proprietary private tools available to like the wider visual effects community. Very interesting one to watch over the next couple of years then if that's the case it will. because it will yeah, when, the amount when, of people because Unity itself is an open source model isn't it? I, I think I'm not familiar enough with, with, with them to be honest okay. so I couldn't say 
but it's certainly an interesting one because when you look at the tools that Weta developed, because there was nothing that existed beforehand. So I think that like the crowd simulation software that is they it, developed. Is that called for Massive? The if I remember Massive, correctly, that's the one. That's the one. So they've got the crowd simulation software that obviously pioneers in the kind of motion and performance capture because you got the. I think they they always differentiated in that motion capture is the bodily movements performance capture is the fine detail and nuances in the face getting the the actual actor's performance in there i wouldn't have known there was a difference unless you told oh, me that yeah I, I i think i think during the time avatar came out james cameron was was really going on about no this isn't motion capture we're capturing the performances he wanted to kind of make it clear that it was not just something that had been done before it was like a new level of, of capture if you know what i mean so there a lot of that technology obviously for for Gollum that was then refined on things like avatar the then things on like the, the the first of the recent planet of the apes trilogy they had if not the first if not the world's first certainly the world's biggest at the time outdoor open air motion capture volume because they had the set built of the the Golden Gate Bridge for the battle at the end. Oh yeah, I remember that scene. So that was done out on a set outside. And as I say, it was either the first time the motion capture had ever been done outdoors, or certainly the the biggest it had ever been done. That's insane. It is, and and then obviously that that was then developed through the sequels, where they were just doing motion capture live out in locations wherever they happened to be in the forests or beaches or or just wherever they were. They were they were doing it there. So those kind of tools that that currently Weta kind of I guess keep to themselves to make that kind of technology available to to filmmakers elsewhere and other visual effects companies could be a real game changer where they'll make the money I don't know but we'll we'll see but at least what people kind of see as the the visual effects company that's that does seem like they're going to carry on as a, as a separate company so, so then the other thing that's just come up, and I just want to quickly go on, and, and this is me, potentially with my tinfoil hat on, is is Black Panther two has been delayed, P- production is kind of shutting down for a couple of months. So I saw Letitia this. Wright, yeah, it's, it's she's been injured, one. isn't she? Well, she was injured in August doing some, I think, a wire harness stunt, and so obviously she's been recuperating and. And that's great, and, her, and hopefully she's getting better. But they're saying basically that it's taking longer for her to recover, and so they've done as much as they can without her, and now they're going to have to shut down production for a couple of months until the new year, when hopefully she'll be better and, and able to come back. Oh. But there's a couple, there's a couple of things there that have kind of got me scratching my head. One is that obviously I think it's fairly widely known that that last year she got into a bit of hot around some not comments that she made herself but stuff that she shared on Twitter kind of anti-vax and some anti-trans stuff that, that was kind of shared out there from from people that she was following and she kind of, I mean she ended up deleting a Twitter account but she kind of made one of those non-apology apologies which was, you know, oh well you know, it's, it's not necessarily that I believe these things but it's, you know, important that everyone has everyone sees all the different opinions that are out there and you can make up your own mind kind of thing, right? So it was one of those woolly, not really an apology thing. And 
I've just been reading today that there's been some claims that are obviously unsubstantiated because these these kind of things are, are not tend to be anonymous that she was kind of carrying on with some of this anti-vax stuff on the set of Black Panther 2 and it's a separate thing there was an interview I read with her last year in the kind of aftermath of the the Twitter storm where she seemed kind of happy with herself and at peace with herself but kind of like she seemed that she could quite happily step away from all of this and well, step away from being what I presume a, a is star, going to be right, a big okay. star yeah she, it was an interview around the time that the BBC thing came out, that Small Acts, that series of films that Steve McQueen made, and she mm-hmm. was in one of those. And she just seemed like, not that she didn't give a shit, but but she'd be quite happy not being a huge big star. That was the kind of vibe I got from it. That's interesting. So, and I'm wondering if there's something going on here where there's there's maybe some positioning going on from either her side or... Marvel side of either writing the character out of the film early or potentially even replacing her? Well, they've got two big characters of the family in Black Panther to replace mm. them because obviously we lost Chadwick Boseman uh, what, yeah. two, two years now, maybe, About which was awful and, and tragic and obviously scuppered plans for him to return in, in the Black Panther sequel. Yeah. However, there's a bit of me that the studio knew that he was unwell and this might have been the plan moving forward but mm. you know i think everybody thought that his little sister would would don the suit expectation you see but that if if, that's, um, if you're if what you're saying is true then that's going to really shake things up it would and and as i say it's definitely a tinfoil hat thing but sure given i, for, I forgot to put the, mine on <laughs> but give, given the controversy that kind of kicked off at the time, on with with all the Twitter stuff. It's normally it's the thing that you would expect a studio to distance themselves from. Look what they did with James Gunn. Yeah. Where those old tweets reappeared, bad taste as they were. Well, they right? sacked him. <laughs> and they sacked him. Yeah. Okay. A couple of months later, he was back. Great. But they but, did but not was, waste any time. It was instant time. going, and we can't associate it, ourselves with you, I'm afraid. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yet she's coming out. The, oh, and the other thing as well, sorry, that I, that I also kind of was pointed out in one of these articles, is that she's in London recuperating. They're filming in America. She isn't vaccinated. She's not allowed to fly back unless it's on a private plane, I'd assume. Well, she'd still have to go through customs. And I'm sure that there are restrictions on people coming in that aren't vaccinated to to the states. I mean, so she could have trouble even know. getting back into the country. There's going to be ways around it. She's she's not a pleb like the rest of us that need to well, go through these things, is she? She's but, but, she's a star. She's she is she is, and, I, and I'm sure they'll be you know take these number of tests, isolate for a fortnight, yeah. etc. Because there is the legitimate but, reason for people not being vaccinated due to health conditions. Yeah, well, definitely. But 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 it's just like <laughs> these little things that add up. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And it's just kind of thinking: I don't know, is, is there more going on behind the scenes? Than, than they're, they're kind of letting on. So I'll let you... Probably let your, not. That's it. So I'll let your tin foil hat cool down a little bit. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought up Marvel and we're going to wrap it up very quickly now. Yes. Spider-Man No Way Home is out next month and I can't contain myself. However, oh, yes. I don't know what the studio is doing. Now, the studio being Sony, because it is going to be a, it's a Sony-controlled film, essentially, 
made mm-hmm. by Marvel, mm-hmm. but whatever. A new poster came out this week, mm-hmm. quite clearly showing the return of, by the way, this is a spoiler, the Green Goblin, which we kind of knew was going to happen, but they yeah, well, quite the, the easily just shoved it down is, our throats. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely confirmed. I'm very excited. I am. I am. And of course, there have been a couple of other less official... Yeah, there's been two photos circulating the Tinterwebs Mm. that show what we all assume is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Several variations of Spider-Man in the same room, but there's also another character that might be returning, which again, I think most of us had an idea that he would, which is Mr. Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil. Yeah. Fingers crossed that so, all comes true. So assuming the pictures are real, and I've seen them, they look they look pretty genuine. Eh, there's one part of Matt Murdock that I thought his head looked wrong, but it's his forearms in that first trailer that came out. It looks just like uh, Charlie Cox's forearms. But they weren't, though. That was kind of We'll, we'll see in clarified. December. We, we will, we will. And I think, I think the one thing that kind of reinforces the idea that these pictures are real is that they were taken down very, very quickly. Ah, now see, I didn't know that. I mean, they were leaked by a chap who is is a, is a journalist. And my, my question is always, why aren't they proper screen caps? They're always photos of a really bad screen. But if they've been taken down, then, oh, geez, that seems legit. I mean, the, the story he put out is that he kind of gets quote-unquote leaked photos all the time in his mailbox. Generally, they are really obviously bad photoshops. And he's, po- <laughs> and he's posted those before. He's gone, look at this shitty photoshop that's meant to be a spoiler for Film X, right? And, and he's kind of, that's what kind of what he does. He kind of highlights the shit that he gets sent, basically. And apparently he posted these couple of pictures and kind of said, do these look legit to you? I'm no, looking a bit and dodgy they, and they to me. Been. And they were. And he got apparently he posted those, went for his dinner, got a phone call from a contact who said, "They're real, take oh, them no. down." <laughs> right, and then later on, I think the ne- the next morning, had a phone call from Sony, <laughs> asking him. This is his account of events that is on his YouTube channel. I think he did a video about it, but he got a call from Sony, asking him who sent him the pictures. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. And he, he, fair play to him, he didn't give up his source, he didn't grass anyone up. Because snitches get stitches. Stitches. But he did say, look, I genuinely thought it was a Photoshop, or or I was not convinced it was a real picture. Because he, he even watermarked it with his logo. I, and that, that, I saw that. And I mean, it's like... If you think it's a real picture, you'd have to be pretty stupid to do that. So I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not but even fact... annoyed that if they are legitimate, I'm not even annoyed mm. because we all think that's going to happen. And think about when it yeah. does happen, if it happens in the film. We're all going to go mental. Interestingly, he did say on that video, apparently, that he was sent four pictures. And only just decided to... Uh, the like other two, two if, if assuming these two are genuine, if the other two are, he said they're even more mind blowing. Oh my god! So do those ones then? Yeah, yeah. But he, apparently the other two are even more kind of holy shit. Ah, I can't. I know. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I do think though. I think given all the leaks and 
but as you say, even though this stuff's been leaked, none of it is anything that everyone hadn't already guessed anyway. Quite right. In terms of the Spider-Mans, the villains, Daredevil, blah, blah, blah. I think at this stage, if Sony didn't now release a second trailer that just said, yep, here are your three Spider-Men. Uh, no, I still want it to be a surprise. I know uh, it's, it's not a surprise, but I still want that reveal to be as mind-blowing as Endgame you know, the return of okay. the Avengers. Do you know what I mean? I, we knew it was going to happen. I think they've got to do something in the next trailer that at least acknowledges something big is coming. Just do the villains. Just give us all the villains. Do you reckon just yeah. the villains? Not just even villains. like, not even like, you know, the silhouettes of the two other Peters meeting? Nah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? They, they, no. need, to, they <laughs> need to give us something. Because so, I think it'd just be weird if they didn't. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Other Marvel. Eternals is currently out. I've not seen it yet, yeah. Mark. I don't think you've seen it yet either, so we not yet. can't not talk yet, no. about it. However, no. it is it has been suffering with uh, review bombing on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which ties into the next episode where I can't believe we're going to go down this rabbit hole, but it's episode four. Who cares? <laughs> Toxic fandom. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's a it's this kind of subject. I think we may have touched on here and there as we've been going along over the last couple of weeks, and it is something that I kind of do want to cover a little bit more. Fandom in general, let's say, not necessarily toxic, but there's certainly there's good bits and there's bad bits, and and the good is good, and the bad is downright nasty. Oh, so dear, I've, dear. I, I, I've got a few things to say. I'm sure you've got your opinions as well. So that is something I would like to cover next time round, just to. Get some ideas and thoughts out there, and you know, I, I have opinions. <laughs> Jeez, I'm looking forward to that one then. <laughs> but that's it. Episode three, all done. Yay. Bosh. All right. Ish, more or less. Editing away. <laughs> you know how to get hold of us podcast at culturetrumpet.com, any that's of the it. socials. And that's also, it. Mark can plug our Patreon. Yep. Just another reminder, really, we have got a Patreon. It helps cover costs. We are kind of started to have having to pay for things now. Not huge amounts, but you know, there's a cost there. So our options really are, you know, we can put ads in the episodes, but I know they're really annoying when I hear them. So I, I do want to avoid having adverts. So even if just a handful of people can throw in three pounds a month, that covers our costs, and it and it also lets us know that what we're doing is kind of you're enjoying it, and and you want us to carry on. Basically, if you enjoy it, head over to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash culture trumpet. Three pound a month. You will, as a Patreon, you can suggest topics for discussion. You can submit some questions that we'll answer for you. You know, so, and we're planning maybe some other things as well exclusive episodes, uncut versions of episodes, etc. So, if you like what you hear, please chip in a couple of quid a month, and at least we know we're not, we're not completely wasting our time <laughs> only just only just a little bit only just a little bit but yes thank you very much and we'll we won't see you again you'll hear us next time you'll hear us in your ear holes in your ear coming in your ears bye bye <laughs>